But I do remember this like drastically transforming our marriage. I think a lot of people can get caught up on if they're right or wrong. I'm sorry. What word always comes after I'm sorry? I've grown. You've transformed. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You're listening to Let's Get Naughty. A podcast for real talk and honest conversations about all things relationships and marriage. The good, the bad, and the naughty. Whether you're already married, almost married, or wanting to get married, we're here to help you build a solid foundation for a love that lasts. Let's get naughty, y'all. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Naughty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they have to listen to this episode. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about apologizing in your relationship. And not saying I'm sorry. I mean, the first and obvious thing that if you don't know, you're going to learn very soon in marriage is that you are going to hurt each other. Right. Yeah. We got to start there. I mean, we've talked about this already in plenty of episodes at this point, but it's so important to know that you are going to make mistakes in your marriage, right? Like there's just no way you're two broken people you want different things, you're going to hurt your partner. No matter how perfect you try to be and how much you try to love your partner, you're going to mess up and you're going to hurt them. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to hurt your, you're going to hurt your spouse. Or your spouse is going to hurt you. Yeah. I mean, both are going to happen. Conflict can do two things. It can grow the divide between you two wider, or it can bring you back closer together. And it's all about how you respond to it. So the same is true. I mean, hurting your partner, like messing up inside your relationship is a part of conflict. I feel like conflict can happen aside from you messing up, but you know, it's a part of it. And so it's all about how you respond to it, right? It's all about how you choose to reconcile those hurts. And we've talked previously, especially in our episode two, talking about weenie that recognizing your negative patterns Mm -hmm. is like very helpful in addressing and dealing with conflict. But there's, you know, just because you're recognizing your patterns, you still need a roadmap of how do we come back together? Like how do we work through something that's small, something that's large? How do we come back together? Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to share one of our favorite conflict resolution tools that when we were taught this after we got married, I do remember this like drastically transforming our marriage. Yeah. It really changed how we address conflict. It changed the language that we use with right. each other. Right. And this is a tool that we have shared with all of the couples we've mentored through pure marital counseling and this along with weenie, right? I would say these are the top two things that couples tell us like this really stuck with us. This is something that has transformed our relationship and our future marriage. It's just so tangible. It's so tangible. Very practical. You can apply this right when you finish listening to this episode. And I mean, I don't think it's over-exaggerating to say that this transformed our marriage. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely had a large impact. Transform is such a big That's word. That's a big word. You're not sure you use that. I would definitely use that. And maybe it's because I struggled more with apologizing, which we'll probably get to. Yeah, I, I think that's probably, <laughs> I think you've transformed. 
<laughs> I've grown. You've transformed. That's true. That's true. Okay. So let's just start by talking about the different ways that people respond to conflict or respond to messing up in their relationship. What are kind of like the different responses that people typically have? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the first big one is that people just don't address things. Sure. You know, they'll either walk away frustrated and then come back together like nothing happened mm -hmm. or people just like stew on things and mm -hmm. they're bitter and mad and they just won't even think about an apology. Yeah. 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 You can hold on to the hurts and uh, build up your case of righteousness of like, here's oh, yeah. all the ways that you've wronged me this last week. I mean, we all do that. That yeah. is the classic ledger book. They've yeah. wronged me in all of these ways. And then look at my side of the ledger and dang, I'm a, I'm a pretty good partner. <laughs> I'm a good spouse. I'm a good partner <laughs> Yeah, because I don't have as many things, at least when I'm keeping score for myself. <laughs> I've got more uh, on my side of the tally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think those are two great examples. You can either, especially if you're the offender, you can choose to just not address it. And then the offended party can hold on to it. I think the next step from there is saying, I'm sorry. Right? Like, let me give the example of I am in a bad mood. I'm hangry. <laughs> We know that that's never good. And I snap at you because I'm like, hey, I you you get the brunt of my frustration. I don't know what I say, but I like snap at you. I say something snarky. It's less than loving. You do get a little snappy when you're hungry. <laughs> it's like the Snickers commercials. Yeah. Betty, Betty White playing football like Betty White. It's, it's pretty cute, though, because you're such a nice person that when you're kind of like <laughs> angry, you're like, just like... You're happy, angry too. Yeah. At this point, you totally know it's like, okay, you need food. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's an easy example. Let's talk about what that could look like. So I could like, obviously, after I snap at you, I know I just messed up. So I can, one, not acknowledge it. And we just move forward after I get some food and pretend like everything's fine. Two, I can say, I'm sorry. So let's talk about how I'm sorry normally goes. I'm sorry. What word always comes after I'm sorry? But. But. Like. With a single T. Yeah. Well, or big butts. <laughs> yeah, but not with the double T's. <laughs> this is not the body part, but. <laughs> what so often happens when we apologize, and I will fully own that I used to do this terribly. We say, I'm sorry, but here's what you did wrong. Or I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Here's why I did what I did yeah. and make excuses. Here, here, yeah. Here is the justification of why I was actually right Yeah, in how I responded. Yeah. And basically so I'm saying, sorry that you're upset, but I'm still right. Yeah. You're basically <laughs> saying that I was right and I'm sorry it hurt your feelings. Right. But, like, but I'm right. But I'm right. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. And we use that language all, all the time. All the time. And it's I'm sorry. And if you look at the English language, as soon as you use the word but, uh -huh. everything that came before but means nothing. So you're not actually apologizing <laughs> if you say, I'm sorry, but. Right, right. So I would like first thing to do right now from this episode moving forward, start to pay attention. 
when you catch yourself or your partner apologizing, you you hear that language of I'm sorry. Notice how often it is followed by a but, an excuse, a qualifier. So often. <laughs> it's like it's just part of our language. It's what it's just what we do. And that's part of our pride and our stubbornness. I mean, that's what we see so often is that you know, either people apologize either very insincerely in mm. their tone and like that's almost worse than not apologizing or they're going to apologize with the qualifier of but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, something that disqualifies their actual apology. Yeah. So when you when your spouse just hurt your feelings, they clearly did something wrong and they're over there like, hey, I'm sorry you're upset, but here's why I was right to do what I do or did or said what I said. Like, how how does that make you feel? You're like, screw you. Like, no, you know, like that's not, that's not an actual apology. Right. Cause it's just like, all that does is it builds, it deepens this feeling that you are on opposite sides and you're both trying to build your case for who's right and who's wrong, because that is unfortunately how our sinful nature wants to approach conflict and hurt, but that is not ultimately productive in marriage when you are two people that have become one no one wins if one person wins (laughs) yeah i mean it just ends up leading to a lot of bitterness yeah and you know going back to the ledger of just keeping score yeah right i think that's one of the things we see a lot of times is that people keep score right in the relationship and i think that's caused by not apologizing well and i think it's like perpetuated by that you know like when you're not apologizing to each other it makes you more bitter and then less likely to apologize in the future right so yeah those and those accounts build longer and longer right you've just got longer and longer accounts of keeping that tally because every time you don't properly reconcile they just build up yeah and that that's what we want to avoid. Right. So clearly we just gave some examples of how I'm sorry is hardly ever enough, right? It, it never really leads to true reconciliation. It's also always done poorly. And so right. one of our recommendations here is just like a very simple step that is just a total paradigm shift yep. of this common practice that we use but it changes the meaning and it changes the effectiveness of how these conversations and how meaningful they are. Yeah. So what we are going to challenge you to do, what this whole episode is about is to stop saying, I'm sorry. And instead start asking one question, four letters. (laughs) Will you forgive me with a question mark at the end? I know this sounds simple, but this was transformational for us, at least for me, someone who was bad at apologizing. Let's talk about why this is so different. We just gave examples of why I'm sorry, like typically often looks cheap and it doesn't really mean that much, especially when we follow it up with qualifiers. But what happens is when you say I'm sorry, that's a one-sided transaction. Like it's not even a transaction. It's just a one-sided 
giving of some words, right? Like when I hurt you and I say, I'm sorry, I'm throwing some stuff at you. You're not participating in that. Forgiveness, the act of forgiveness is granted by the grantor of forgiveness. So therefore, the offended party is participating in this reconciliation. That's the biggest difference. And like that is what we saw as a transformation in our marriage because it turns reconciliation of hurts into a two-sided transaction and it invites you to participate in the reconciliation. I think that's the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. it changes it from one person reaching across the divide of conflict, you know, like (laughs) that like actual divide that Mm -hmm. you can like feel and it's one person reaching out and maybe not doing it well to one person just reaching and humbling themselves to the other by asking, you know, the words that I will often say is like, I will say I'm sorry. Right. But then I follow it up with, will you forgive me? Right. And so there's no qualifiers. There's, you know, uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk through some of like how to do this really well, yeah. but there's no qualifiers. And then the responsibility transfers to your partner. Yeah. Right. And you have humbled yourself. You've put yourself out there to your partner and you've like truly identified that I have hurt you Mm -hmm. and that I care more about reconciliation than being right or my justifications Mm -hmm. around what I did. Right. Right. That's a huge piece of it is that humility because asking for forgiveness requires a lot more humility than just saying, I'm sorry. That just sets a very different tone for how this conversation goes down. And so I think what would just be helpful is just to probably just jump in and give some practical tips of like Mm -hmm. how to do this well and how to make this powerful for people as they address it. Okay. So there's three steps to this process of asking for forgiveness. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it's kind of these three puzzle pieces that fit together in a particular order that I think is the most effective way to go about asking for forgiveness. So step one is to own the specific action. So sometimes what has happened in our marriage is like, you'll ask you know that you hurt me and you'll be like, will you forgive me? And I'll be like, for what? (laughs) Which of the things are you asking for forgiveness on? Because if you don't own the specific action, that is really important for like knowing what you're actually apologizing for. A good example of this is, you know, just one of those small may seem silly, but like actually hurtful things Mm. that I have been known to do from time (laughs) to time is um, my wife will want to have a conversation with me and she'll start talking to slash at me. (laughs) (laughs) And I might be sitting there on my phone, you know, and I'm not being loving and actively listening to what you're saying and communicating and caring about what you're communicating. I'm really 
kind so of checking out. You're on your phone reading Twitter, whatever you're doing, and I want to talk to you. So I start talking at you, and you're like, yeah, and you're like kind of responding, but you're still scrolling, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm totally heck? checked out. Put your I'm phone just down. that's hurt Molly, and it does hurt Molly, and the first thing that I need to do when I apologize is to say like, Hey, here's what I did. I was on my phone and I wasn't caring enough about the conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the first sentence is I'm sorry for not putting down my phone when you started talking to me, right? Like owning that particular action. And so in owning that action, I think it's also important to know that your action might seem small or Mm. it might be really big, Mm. you know, but just identify the action. It, it may not be, you know, objectively wrong, but it could be hurtful. And so just identify the action. I think a lot of people can get caught up on if they're right or wrong, Mm -hmm. but don't worry about that. Just identify the action that hurt someone. Right. And then step two, right after that, is identifying the hurt. So what did your action produce in your spouse? So that example would be like... Yeah, that I don't prioritize you and that I care more about what is going on Fantasy sports or fantasy football or <laughs> Guys, fantasy season just yeah, started yeah, and I'm that's very, my marriage. <laughs> it's very relevant right now because fantasy just started. I'm like, and, oh no. You know, you gotta check your phone every once in a while and see what's going on. I'm on my phone checking fantasy and I just got home from work and my wife wants to talk to me about life and I'm a little distracted. Yeah. And so apologizing for being on my phone in identifying that action, but then identifying how it hurts my right, wife. how it made me feel. So yeah. that example would be, I am not prioritizing you that I'm not treating you as my priority that I'm not seeing you and caring for what's important to you. Right. Like th- those would be probably, you know, the, the two best examples of how that's hurting you. Right. So the action, the step one was identifying not putting down your phone when I tried to speak to you. But then the actual effect that had on me, like owning the hurt, is me not feeling prioritized, essentially. So those two things. And then very simple step three is asking those four, that four letter question, will you forgive me? Yep. So transfer... You're transferring the reconciliation wand from yep. from me to you. Yes. And it's I've now reached out. Yes. And it's really on your partner now. Yeah. Yeah. And so asking for forgiveness looks like those three steps. Now, my piece in this being the grantor of forgiveness, you just said, will you forgive me? I have two choices. I can say, yes, I forgive you. Or I can say, no, I don't forgive you. <laughs> uh, the second option is not a great one, right? Um, I, I think there have been moments where I've maybe been like, I don't want to. <laughs> but like, basically, your option is to say, yes, I will forgive you. Now, that's pretty simple. Like, it ends there. That's all you have to say. But in a lot of ways, this 
is the harder part because along with saying, yes, I forgive you, you have to do the action of forgiveness. And what is that? It is the decision to lay down that hurt and not hold on to it and not keep record of it and to let it go. And sometimes in our stubbornness, that can be really hard. When you are feeling hurt and wronged in that moment, what we're asking you to do and what your partner is asking you to do by following this process is that that fresh mark you just put on <laughs> the record scorecard, yeah. like to completely erase it, yeah. you know, like yeah. that that will never come back. And that can be a really hard ask. Yeah. Ex- you know, like we're, we're talking about something small, smaller <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, not being fully present with my spouse. But when, you know, like, when you get into the big and the large and the real arguments and the big the conflicts, big like letting a big hurt go mm-hmm. can be really hard. Look, y'all, with divorce rates near 50%, there is no question getting married is one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. That is why we created Ready to Not our premarital course to help you build a solid foundation for a lasting marriage. You'll take the world's leading relationship assessment, get a personalized report on the strengths and growth areas of your relationship, and watch lessons where we help you understand your results and give you tools and exercises to grow in nine different areas. This is designed to give you structure to have the important conversations you need to have and to get clear on your expectations in everything from finances to family, conflict, sex, roles, faith, and so much more. Research has proven that investing your time in a course like this will increase your marriage success rate by 30%. Don't just prepare for your wedding day. Invest time preparing for the lifelong marriage that will follow it. And if you're already married, can we just say that this would make an amazing wedding gift? With Ready to Not, we'll help you move into marriage with clarity and confidence. And a special discount just for Let's Get Naughty listeners? Go to knottedmarriage.com slash ready to not and use code LGK. 25 for $25 off. That's knottedmarriage.com slash R-E-A-D-Y-T-O-K-N-O-T and use code LGK25 for $25 off. Now back to the episode. To be fair, forgiving is not forgetting. It is not forgetting. So we're not asking you to forget ways that your spouse has harmed you, especially if they're like unhealthy patterns. And obviously there are boundaries around this whole conversation. If there's any actual harm or abuse, like put that disclaimer out there. Like we we're not even talking about abusive situations. We're, but we're talking about two broken people messing up and hurting each other. So there have been patterns um, like bigger hurts for both of us on both sides of our marriage where, um, you know, we've asked for forgiveness, but just because of situations and who we are, like those things continue to come up. And so it's not like, because you said to me one time, yes, I forgive you that like, you can never be hurt by that again, but you're making that choice when 
I ask you to forgive me to lay it down and to lay it at the foot of the cross and to ask the Lord to take it and to like not hold that against your partner and to choose reconciliation and unity over your, your pride and your stubbornness and like your hurt, right? Like that's, that's what that action is. So that is pretty simply like that four step process, right? The three, three, the three steps for the asker of forgiveness and then the grantor. Hopefully that one example was helpful. I know that that's, I mean, it's kind of silly, but it's not because like I do get frustrated when you are scrolling fantasy, not listening to me. And so we have to practice that. I mean, in today's world, I feel like that's a, like almost a universally applicable sure. thing where, you know, we will focus on phones or all of the distractions in our life yeah. over our partner. And yeah, so, I, so I, I think that's like very relevant. Sure. And it is hurtful, but I I think just, I think that's one of the things we want to just start to communicate is we believe that the small things, Mm. the small fights that a lot of people don't see as significant, we see as significant. Right. Because it's the patterns and how you handle those small fights still go on the ledger book Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they build up and it also teaches you how to handle larger fights. So if you're handling the sm- the small fights wrong and poorly and you're just, you know, building more on your ledger book, mm-hmm. then you're going to do that in the big things. Yeah. Yeah, so uh you just gave the example of like the wrong way of doing it where you're if you're not practicing that, it's building up and causing greater divide. But what we've seen for us is that as we started practicing this, when we started practicing this, I think at first it felt kind of weird because we're naturally just used to saying, I'm sorry. But but when we were taught this and we started practicing this, we it felt a little foreign, but it very quickly became a muscle for us that we started to use and practice. And now it is very natural for us inside our marriage to use those those three steps to cr- to frame pretty quickly uh, when I know that I I wronged you to just like own it, uh, recognize the hurt, and ask for your forgiveness. Will you forgive me? That language has become very natural to us, and so it it's just like so many things we've talked about. It's kind of a muscle that you learn to practice. So I love how you pointed out even in the small things that might seem. M- menial that like aren't important because you can both just move on after they happen. If you start to practice this in the small things, it becomes much easier to then also use it for the big things and the big hurts and the big conflicts. And that is why how you handle the small things matters so much because they really dictate how efficiently you'll handle the big ones too. I think this is just where when we've said it's been transformational, I I think it's the pattern and our relationship has the presence of forgiveness. Yes. And that, you know, I think that's where a lot of marriages start to struggle is that Mm -hmm. is there's not forgiveness. And I think that leads to bitterness and frustration and, and just separation. Right. And so I think that has been Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. we consider it transformational is because it allows us to continue to have that tone of reconciliation. Exactly. 
we have an environment in our marriage of grace and forgiveness. And I just think that that's so important because if you think about a marriage where you can't mess up, where you can't apologize for messing up, therefore you you can't mess up, uh, you feel like you have to be your perfect self. A marriage like that will not last. Or if it does last, you're going to be really miserable and, right. and bitter and it's not going to be pretty. A marriage, a union between two people that is full of love is full of grace. Like it, ju- it just has to be. And so I think that's a great point that this muscle has helped us build just that environment of grace. Like it, it's, I think people talk a lot about how like marriage is beautiful because you see my brokenness. You get my worst parts along with my best. Like you get the best of me, but you also get the worst of me. And so creating an environment where I'm asking for your forgiveness on that, it's just creating that space of grace. That is probably the underlying foundation of why this is so powerful and so important. I think something that's changed in our relationship is I I would say before we really learned this, I would say I was a better <laughs> apologizer, but now that we've like started this technique, I think like for a while, I think I was still a better apologizer, but I think like you've like really taken this and mm-hmm. like, I, I think we've said this before, but you are probably the better apologizer. now. Mm. I think part of that is because I've learned better how to see myself and, and my mistakes. And, but mostly I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've grown enough in our marriage to see that I want to be unified with you. And when I'm not like, it's just, I've heard, I heard this said, um, by one of the couples at our church, they, they always say when they see their marriage in light of the purpose of their marriage, they realize they don't have time. Like they can't afford to not be right with each other. And I I think that that just helps me like to be quick to ask for forgiveness, um, to be quick to seek reconciliation because I desire that unity with you. And when I've messed up, I I'm just, it's a lot easier for me to own that now because I see what happens when I don't. And I see what happens when I do you know, and, and, and the latter is a much better experience. (laughs) Yeah. And I think something that like right now has been very practical for us is that we've had this baseline of communication. And so when we've had like new stressors in our life, AKA my parents (laughs) have been living with us. I don't think we've shared that on the podcast yet. Okay, so my parents just moved from California. They came in like a little bit of a tornado <laughs> and they've been living with us and we're, we're buying them a house. There's a lot more there. Yeah. But there's been just stressors on multiple levels. I feel like levels. anyone on the face of the earth would know that like in-laws living with you is obviously added stressors. <laughs> everyone can acknowledge that we love your parents like let's clarify that but love my parents yeah obviously it's been challenging and so we in our marriage have had to navigate that with added stressors but like you said i think because like when those stressors get added we've we have that muscle of working through reconciliation and 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 we do it quickly like that i think is the biggest difference for me at least 
even when I got better at apologizing, I would not do it quickly. Now, I feel like we're pretty good, generally, both of us, at being pretty instant in seeking reconciliation when we know we've messed up. I think we're pretty real in that we we have a lot of things we're oh, not sure. good at. Oh, sure. I'm not saying and, we're perfect. But I feel like this is a strength of our yeah, relationship yeah. and something that you know I think can just really help marriages. And so I know we've talked a lot about ours, but I think it's a really good example of just this has really blessed us. And that's yeah. why we're sharing so much about how this has looked for us yeah. is, is because we know the power of it. And we know that like, this is really easy for people to start applying and just start looking for those small opportunities in your relationship mm -hmm. where you can, you know, you can just change the tone of your relationship totally by just starting to say, I'm sorry, I hurt you that way. And that must have made you feel this way. Will you forgive me? Yeah, I think I think that's huge. We know marriages that are hurting because hurts have built up and they have struggled through this action, right? And and you can see, I just have seen so tangibly what happens when you don't practice this and let me tell you it is so much harder to start this when the the ledgers are long right that it, it becomes really hard and it so very hard. i think it just really encourage you as you're listening maybe you already do this and that's amazing i, I feel like for, for us i don't know like i said i'm curious i'm really curious to hear what people think hearing this because for me this was just so foreign i mean the idea of forgiveness you know you're like yeah i say i'm sorry but like just this, I don't know. It just changed, changed yeah. a lot, but practice, like really practice it because I just look back early in our marriage and I totally can see how you would hurt me and I would just hold on to it. And I would be so self-righteous and like, he just did this and I'm so annoyed and I would like hold on to it. And I would relish in getting to stew on something because I just had this ugly pride and self-righteousness in me that wanted that. And I wanted to <laughs> collect a ledger to prove that my frustration is right. Like I, I really did. I had that in my heart and I was practicing that in the first year of our marriage. And so not to boast in our marriage or what we do well, but like I, I'm sharing that we are quick to do this now and celebrating that because I know I was so bad at this before. But just to paint the picture of like how much this really has helped. Hear us say that we have hurt each other and there are hurts in our marriage that like we're working through just because we've been through hard things and we've hurt each other. Like the, we're not perfect at this, but practicing this muscle has been huge. Yeah. And just for the men out there, so many men want to know like, well, what does it look like to be a leader in your family? And, you know, like, especially in such equalitarian, is that the correct term? Egalitarian. Of egalitarian, <laughs> you know, society where like men and women are the same. Like, what does it mean when God calls you to be the leader? And I think that's like, this is a great example of how to be a leader in mm. your relationship is be a leader in seeking forgiveness yeah. 
and setting the tone for your family because you know, it, it really is a tone and it does permeate everything. And, you know, maybe this is over gender stereotyping, but like, I feel like a lot of men struggle with have some pride and like, this is just humbling yourself when you acknowledge the action you did that was wrong, how it hurt someone and then just reach for forgiveness. Yeah. And I know we talked about this in episode four. (laughs) Um, I feel like I've talked about humility in every episode because like I said in episode four, I believe humility is the answer to every problem in marriage. But I'm going to go back to it again because I think it's super relevant here because what we've shared is that idea that like if you can lead out, if someone leads out in that asking for forgiveness, that is a act of humility. Like saying, will you forgive me is an actual tangible action of humbling yourself that brings humility to the table. And as we shared, like I am so, when you, when you come to me with humility and you seek forgiveness, it is so much easier for me to offer that forgiveness and grant that reconciliation and move forward with you. Um, and also let go of that ledger and that like pride of holding on to that hurt and choose humility as well, because you led in that way. And so I love that you challenged the men to lead. I, I, I love that. But if you're a female listening, like you can lead in this too. Uh, Both, both parties are going to be better off in seeking to be a better asker of forgiveness. I love to challenge men to like step up and lead, but you know, you can change your relationship from regardless of yeah, both, if you're a both, woman, both parties. you can still change that tone exactly. of your relationship. Because that's what it, that really is what it does. And I, I think that's why <laughs> I keep saying it was transformational for us because instead of having that tone of who's right and who's wrong and holding on to things and all that, it just it brings a completely different tone, yeah, tone and environment to your marriage. And that that's huge. Okay, now to back up to something you said there. Oh, no. You talk about humility as the answer to marriage. I feel like we need to get, like, a jar or something that you have to put a dollar in every time you say that. That that is, like, your (laughs) go-to statement. And it's so accurate. But it's, like, the one thing you always go to. keep a tally of how many times Humility is the answer. (laughs) We just need, like, one of those rolling things where it just shows all the times you say it. Oh no, I'm embarrassed. Um, yeah, I, I probably will repeat that a lot, but I genuinely believe it. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So besides me being embarrassed by the tally, you're about to start of how many times I talk about humility. Uh, let's just recap really fast. Cause I think I want to make sure people hear, maybe write these down, these three things. One, own the specific action. Two, identify the specific hurt. And then three, ask for forgiveness. We do want to challenge you to practice that. Like go go and really think about where in your relationship. Obviously, we're talking about this in context of marriage, but this action of reconciliation is true in, in any relationship that you have. I feel like maybe two things for that they can apply this to one is just start to pay attention to you or your spouse or anyone in your life. Even when you're watching media, like when you see, I'm sorry, 
notice what comes after that. Yeah. Check the tone of how I'm sorry said. Yeah. See how many qualifiers, like, see if anyone ever actually, like, says I'm sorry and means it. Yeah, genuinely. And then step two is, like, see if people ever ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because this has become so natural to me that I do this in like random relationships and people will literally look at me like, what? Like what? Just because it's so foreign. Like if I mess up something at the grocery store, like I'll like hit someone with my car and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And they look at me like I'm a crazy person, but it's, that's just how natural it's become to me. Right? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's become a part of my vocabulary now and like part of that muscle, but practice that. It might feel funny at first. People might look at you kind of weird. I think that's my hope as you guys are listening to this, that you have, you know, maybe one big thing or a few things where it's just like, man, like as they were talking through this, I know I have Mm. this. Mm. That would be a great opportunity. Mm. And don't let that go. Like, yeah, go today to your partner, to whoever you need to reconcile with and just try this three-step approach and just you know i hope that their face is like very confused like what are you (laughs) doing to me yeah and that it just changes your relationship but like go try it Mm -hmm. i i hope that there's just something in your head that's just sticking out like i need to go Mm -hmm. resolve this conflict yeah yeah that's a great point like we would challenge you to now be aware of this and practice it the next time you mess up. But can you start right now with something you already know that you have an offense you can seek forgiveness on just even something tiny, like go, go to your partner, try those three steps and see what happens. Yeah. Let us know know how it goes. Yeah. We want to know how that conversation goes. Let us know how your partner reacts. Yes. And just like how, how it affects you know that how that conversation goes yeah we'd love to hear all right we will see you guys next week bye y'all bye thanks so much for hanging out with us for another episode of let's get naughty remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and if you want more encouragement join us on instagram and youtube at knotted marriage to check out all the other resources we have to help you build a tighter marriage If this conversation encouraged you in any way, please consider leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening and posting a screenshot on social media. That support means more than you know and really helps us reach more couples. We'll see you for next week's episode. Go get naughty.